house with Would guns. You let it go. <laughs> Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and I'm Barry. And uh, we just wrapped up uh, last this last week uh, our retro summer 2022 um, with with Labyrinth. Of we survived. Beautiful movie that that we just gushed over, and uh, it dropped every possible David. Not yes. everyone, oh, but it's, sure we, we dropped a lot. Uh, but man, we covered a lot this summer. We really did. Going all the way back to May, we, yeah. we started in May, um, and and except for two weeks, everything was formatted to this. Now, one of those should have been, but yeah, there was, was some user error that that yeah, way to go, Alan. That that actually <laughs> deleted like fourteen episodes, deleted an episode you as well what? as some other stuff that was not meant for this that I accidentally deleted that I'm not getting back, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, mm. um, but it's but I'll say this: the the episode that we used to sub in with it, the SFW. Yeah, I've, I've had nothing but positive reviews yeah. back on it. People and love it. They say it's our best episode. It was. So. It was. We had been sitting on that one Ouch. for a while. Uh, <laughs> We've been doing this for three years. That's our best episode. Exactly. Well, it's really good. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and we we had been sitting on that episode for a little while because we had recorded it back in April when mm-hmm. we were doing the um, the tournament, the greatest movie about Gen X tournament. Yes. And uh, because we love the movie so much, like, hey, let's just do an episode about it. You know? Right. And uh, so that it was good that we had that one banked that we could just plop right in and very yeah. Gen X. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, and that, and of course, the other episode that we did was uh, Batman. Batman Returns because Batman. it was a, it was the thirtieth. It was an anniversary, and it was like, no, we really need to talk about yes. this. You and know how bad it was. We we can't let that disagree, pass. But it's, you know, Bruce, why you did, why are you dressed like Batman? Because he is the Batman, you, you idiot. <laughs> It's still one of my favorite lines. It'll never go old. It'll never go old. Although, it's I Christopher mean, Walken in delivery. If you can't tell, we don't have a format on this episode. We're yeah. just this is one of our rambling episodes. This is just kind of our really, way to say thank you for sticking with us through the entire. It's also a, a palate cleanser for our, for us yeah. um, because we really did put in a lot of work, a lot of time and work on this, and uh, yeah. e- even with it being <laughs> as the intro all summer long, showed me literally. Saying I'm making an executive decision, we're yep. doing this thing, and then putting it all together on the fly. Um, so what you're saying is this was your fault? It was my fault. Okay, I, I am very it generally good. is his yeah. fault. Uh, it was the same thing that happened with the uh, with the tournament. Yeah, of me saying, "Hey, I got this idea," and then sitting on it, uh, us sitting on it uh, for no, a couple, you sitting right, on me it because sitting it on was it for, your idea, and we said, "Okay, put it together." All right, we'll do this, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're doing this. Let me get in touch with the other people involved," Which, and. Again, big thank you to the, the other yeah. three podcasts involved yes. on that, and and, and really, and, and we we ran into the guy, um, more specifically George. Yeah, uh, you know, we ran into all the guys from uh, GXG. Uh, this That's past right. summer, you guys went to the Southern, Southern Pride, Pride Gaming, 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 Gaming Expo. Gaming Expo. I wasn't able to go this it's year because you have a wife. I, and <laughs> hey, and by the way, Barry guys, didn't have one at the time. At the time, so. I didn't. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, and I, I got COVID. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I got, I got the, I got. <laughs> so it's all the same. Yeah. You guys have wives. I got COVID. So it's like, <laughs> wow. 
I know two women that are going to kick the ever-living crap out of my ex-wives. At, <laughs> at this point, he, Amy's going to have to wait for the the redhead to get a hold oh, of him. I, I can see Renee rolling up her sleeves right now, saying, "Let me at him <laughs> again." Or are we talking? So, <laughs> speaking of, grown you, up you talk about women wanting to like you know kick the crap out of me. Talking about my ex-wives yeah, or well, what? You know, true. speaking <laughs> of Jack's grown up, I I, I want to thank the guys for sending me a pin back with these two. Yeah, jokes. I finally got it. Yes. To you, so yep. It's, uh, so I've, I'm going to add that to my. Um, yes, and, collection. And, and we warned George all about you, so it was well, and, <laughs> George and I, warning. Whatever they told you is absolutely a lie. Oh I, no, it's not. And I had to give absolutely them absolutely a lie. I had to give the guys a little grief because they 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 treaded on some very very thin territory with me when they decided to do an episode on ECW, which is one of my all time favorite okay. things in the world. Oh, oh well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get lunch. I'll see you when <laughs> nah, see this, when I get back. This is not gonna be one of our. No, it was episodes. actually very good. They did a great job on it. There was Mainly just, the reason why this isn't going to be one of our wrestling episodes is because we're recording this weeks in advance, and what, anything we talk about wrestling yep. will be completely outdated yeah. by the time we get there. That so. has never stopped you jokers in the past. True. True. I just kind of sit here and go, hmm, okay. But, you know, just, I, just take a minute here, boys, and reflect over some of the movies that we covered yeah. this week. Some of them summer. were good. Some I mean, of them were Some of them were amazing. Tron. Tron was amazing. You're right. Yep. Tron was absolutely I'm, amazing. I'm going to lunch. He, he's going to be like this nope, the entire episode. Nope, I'm leaving. No, no, because for every one of those, we also had some that we agreed on, yes. which was kind of strange. You Goonies. know, it's very rare that we find things that are common ground that we all look at it through the same eyes and say, mm -hmm. yes, Goonies was one of them. Labyrinth, Labyrinth was one, was of, one them. of them. I mean, Space Camp was one that we yeah. really had you know, a lot of fun that with. That was that. a... Uh, yeah, I was not here for that one. You weren't here for that one, no, but okay. you know, that was a... <laughs> we found the faults in it. True. But it was still one of those like, all right, you know, it, it's it's still not egregious enough to, to, yeah. to really I think, donk on. I think know, I got the better half of that because you guys talked about Space Camp and I actually got to go and look at the outside of the buildings and all that with Barry <laughs> when we went go. to that yep. that con in Huntsville. Yeah, and, yeah, no, you guys went to Huntsville Con and Barry and I went to it. SFG. Yeah. And so it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, so eventually I guess me and you have to go to one well, you guys Barry. went to SFG without me the year before. Well, so but you weren't on the show yet. Well, that so, doesn't I mean, matter. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> All right, Barry, Barry gets left home on the next one. That's oh, right. Exactly. Next time we go to one, Barry, you, you're not allowed to go. With fine. Us. I'll find um, something else to do. You know, and even going back into, I think it was in April, you know, um, Ariel came on here again, yep. um, and we talked about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Then Amy came on. The infamous for, Amy came on. For and two episodes. And then we had Diana Goodman. Uh, yes. You know, last That month. was awesome. Yeah, was it amazing. was. I, I've and started following their podcast. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm like because we shamed you live yes. on air. Yes. <laughs> yes, I got shamed. And once again, a huge thank you to Diana for, yes, for, very much. for joining us on here and helping us rip to pieces the movie Risky Business. Right. And we, I mean, we enjoyed it though. <laughs> I think that the thing that came out of it, and what I was not expecting, was the realization that it was a prequel to American Psycho. Well, you know, I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. You I know, mean, and and honestly, you know, another thing that that actually to Diana's point on this that I didn't even really think about is this was probably the first movie that I can think of that was not only kind but fair to not only trans people but also sex workers yeah, it, it you don't see that in movies you in know? a very in a very uh, respectful way and capitalistic type way well true <laughs> that, that that's definitely in there and again it, it's uh, yeah that 
that movie in particular, I was not the movie I remembered seeing. No, you know? no, 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 Th- no. There were a few movies this summer that we went over that was like, oh yeah, I, I don't remember this never ending story. Never ending oh, story was one. It's like this was not the movie oh, I remember from my childhood. I wish I had never watched the movie I, it, again. It really, because watching it again basically ruined it for me. Yeah. It really did. You know, yeah, it was you're right. I, I I fully went into that movie expecting it to be on like what we said about labyrinth last yeah. yeah and came away from it going i was lied to as a child yeah <laughs> I, it was one of those things where you walked away from it going this could have been such it a good movie been, yeah very much well, could have been i think we all kind of looked at each other and went what happened right you know yeah. what what when did it that, change from then to now that you know? that one more than anything else that we covered over the I last would put three, that one on risky months, business was you know, was literally what it was a product of member berries. Yeah. Quite honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of, oh, wait, no, 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 that's not what really happened. That that was, we, we're remembering it far differently than the way that it, that it, that it actually occurred. But, yep. and, you know, in the same token, we had some that were still gems that don't get enough credit, that don't really get the recognition. And, and, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, you know, explorers, explorers, both you know, of those. Flight of the Navigator. I mean, you hated it. I, loved I didn't it, you know? hate Fly the Navigator. Again, it was. This is not the movie I remember. True, you know, I, but it, I, it was I, exactly the movie I remember. Yeah, I, I yeah. and I loved it. Yeah, I, I was a huge fan of it, and I know you still shit on Tron, and Dave and I will still defend it to our dying day. But it just. You gotta love a movie about a spaceship that about it? is actually, you know, actually Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get that. uncredited Pee Wee Herman. Yep. Uncredited Paul Mall. Yeah, but but it, with Tron, yes. I didn't hate the movie. Yes, you did. It just. Yes, you did. Don't lie. It just. It's just boring. It's, you know, it, you know, and he he, he says they're, he doesn't they're all hate the, him. He he doesn't hate Tron the same way he doesn't hate the Godfather. Yeah, I don't hate the Godfather. Yeah, I just yeah. find it. Not as good as everybody says it is. So it's. A <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say that. Coming you know, from the guy who watches the OC regularly. I love no, the OC yeah, bitch. I was about to say. <laughs> and has referenced it many, many times. I know. This <laughs> Again, Diana was really kind of surprised yeah, with that OC reference that in there. Awesome. It was like, wow. Was awesome. you know, okay, we're, a- <laughs> we're talking about the king of trash TV, bad mouthing mm-hmm. a couple of really great movies. Man, it's true. Whatever. Absolutely. But, you know, and like I said, I. I I learned a lot just going through the research on a lot of these movies that I never would have found out beforehand. Like the fact that Megan Mullally got her start yeah. in risky business. Well, honestly, you know? looking back on the entire summer, I do believe that the true takeaway that we got from this mm-hmm. is that expose was the air supply of 1987. <laughs> I mean, that is... <laughs> You're not wrong. Wow. You're not wrong. Alan's still lost in love. Anyway, uh, um, I'm so lost without you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. <sighs> yeah, but... I mean, Which I, was really funny. We did that episode. Yep. And the very next week... Uh, hit parade. Yes, from Slate did so an episode about, about well yeah. about the that about nineteen eighty seven. They didn't do it quite as comprehensive, but they talked about all the same people that we talked about. Yep. And I was like, wow, there was definitely something in the air on that one. You know, I mean, Are you that talking, was just what magazine was it? Uh, it's Slate Mac or Slate. You know, um, the, the, and, but it was hit. Par- it was their their their, their podcast, podcast hit parade where they talk oh, okay. about. You know, so whoever's whoever's over there listening to our podcast, <laughs> exactly. we want and, credit and yeah, stealing exactly. our episodes. We, we're you need to start producer credit. You yeah. need to start linking to ours and I'll take advertising credit. I don't mind. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just 
you know, again, it's, it's one of those things. Sometimes something's in the air and it just kind of hits, you know. And it's so you're saying, it, so you're saying it was in the air tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Still kills me. He didn't play drums on that. That was somebody else playing. Know, that was I not know. Phil Collins playing drums on yeah, that song. But he takes credit for it every chance he gets. Oh, uh, as rightfully well, so. Phil, yeah. Phil, Phil Collins doesn't play drums now anyway. Well, so he, it's a, Phil, he, he can't. Sing, I know. It's a. I still remember watching him on. Um, oh God, what's the Graham Norton? Where they had <laughs> okay. him sitting there and they were trying. Some guy came out with drums and he was playing different drum beats and trying to f- let him guess what the song. No, it was, was an actor. Yeah, it was an actor, and they just they were like, "Oh, we just happen to know that you play drums, so we want you to put on these headphones and play along, and then Phil's going to guess whether it's Phil or not Phil." Yes, mm. and he didn't get a single one of his own songs <laughs> right. <laughs> he could get the other ones, but he couldn't get his own songs right. Well, you know. It, Phil Collins, but that's that's a whole other episode that we could do. Uh, we, yeah. we could talk about my love hate relationship with Phil Collins. Of well, you know, well, Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins. Oh, that's the debate. I'll be honest. Oh. I, I'll, Mike Rutherford. I'll go Mike Rutherford. I, uh, Mike and the mechanics. mechanics. Yeah, I'll go Mike Rutherford Mike. on that one just because it's but split. In the here's difference. the problem. Here's the problem though like is that they didn't have one lead singer. You know, that, now they did have. Oh, what's the, what's the guy's name? He came from another band. Um, oh, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Who either. became kind of their de facto lead singer? Yeah, you know, it's but, not like we don't have a device. I know, but all the, the knowledge. Of the but world. the thing mm-hmm. is, is that like, um, and you know, and he sang on, you know, um, all I need is a miracle. Yeah, in living years. But no, that was was that other guy. Oh, okay. That was he did he sang on that one and he sang on. Um, you know, at this point, it's kind of like Kiss. They have the main players, and then they yeah, have the and then they, ultimate rotating cat. Or wait, Megadeth. Oh, I mean, Megadeth is. I love yeah. Megadeth, but Dave Mustaine has gotten to where it's it's. It, they should just should call it the Dave Mustaine band have, have, because it's a constantly rotating what's cast the name of that song? musicians. Which one? The Can all I need is oh, Silent Running. Silent Running. That's what I knew. It was yep. the name of a movie. I was like, uh, but that's though that's a, a different yep. singer than All I Want Is a Miracle. Uh, or all I need is a miracle, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, and which and he passed several years I back. Think the, so. the guy that sang the yeah. other, but uh, had a very distinct voice. Though. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a, oh yeah, absolutely. It's again, good stuff. the yeah. living years. Can we talk about a piece of boomer nostalgia? Oh, of, I mean, that is that song. It was made that is the, no, for no, every exactly, man over the age of forty. I will tell you 80s, exactly you what know? that song uh-huh. is. That song is nothing more than the '80s version of "Cats in the Cradle." Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. that is yeah. all it is. Exactly. Again, made for boomers. You know, just I, <laughs> I, the disdain that I have for that song is palatable. I oh, you taste hate that song? the hatred oh, really? of that song. Which one? Um, the Living Years. Oh, okay. I, that song was run to yeah. Oh yeah. Death. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it was part of every commercial that well, was being marketed ag- to that generation. Again, ever. it was the boomers. Coming to terms with their fathers, you know, male their boomers and coming. To, yeah, but it was one of those things where it was like you know, because that especially that last verse talking yeah. about like his father passing and having a kid now and that kind of stuff. And it's yep. one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is that middle age. 
I'm caught between I'm caught between being a son and being a father. Yeah, you know, type stuff. And, and, and I think it was just the fact that that song was played to death. And it was it was played to everywhere. Death. There's only been a handful of songs that I have, and, and one of which Sledgehammer I've regained my my love for <laughs> Black Hole Sun. Sledgehammer Black Hole Sun. I was they did they play did that run one that death. one in the ground, but Rooster. I was more creeped Rooster. out by the oh my god. I was more creeped out by the video than in Black Hole Sun than anything else because that's a weird ass video. I don't care what anybody it's says. A great video it's, it's like, weird as hell yeah. no the one that i'm talking about was there was a song it's the only major hit that this particular artist has had and unfortunately when it came out it just so happens that i was right around or just beginning into college about the time that this mm-hmm. happened to start so being played early 90s somewhere. yes and it was played on pop stations rock stations country stations soul stations everywhere for those of you who don't know where I who went to school, I, I went to school in Memphis. Do I need to tell you what the name of the song is? Walking in Memphis. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm Mark Cohn. You could not get away from that song. I could not. Stand Wait, when you said it was played on every radio station, I figured it was I Swear. No, 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 no. No, that's all. because there were different versions. Yes, of that you had song. John Michael John Montgomery, Montgomery, and then there was one. the All for One version, yeah. which they did it again I with Love You Like I Can that. Love You Like That, yep. which is like, oh my God. It's like, would you shut up? I know. <laughs> <laughs> would you guys stop copying each other? You know? What's it? Neither one of you are doing a good version. No, it's it's kind of like so. I say now where I go, Hollywood, get a new idea. It was mm-hmm. like, music industry, get a new idea. Yeah. See, and it just, it was something about that song. You know, there's. The nostalgia, the the air of oh, it is great well, you, the you first can, time you hear it. You can, and then you after can go a while, you're done. A few years beyond that, and you get Aerosmith doing "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" oh, and Mark Chestnut doing "I Don't Want to oh, Miss yeah, a Thing." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I think the reason that that song got wore out a little bit for me was because, or or I worked with some guys that the audio engineer used "Walking in Memphis" as part of his set up the PA songs. Oh, it just yeah. I I will say this much: it got to the point. where... It's a I, good song, but it's not a set up PA song. Yeah, actually, any stretch. I mean, no, actually, like, it is the when the when the with the piano mm-hmm. and the high end, and then when the bass kicks in, the okay. the kick drum, you're you're testing two different parts of the PA. Actually, it's funny you say that. So years and years ago, I used to work for an organization that unfortunately does not have a presence in Nashville anymore. Uh, it was a, a an electronic store. And we sold car stereos and stuff. And mm. one of the songs that I used to use to it's test... It's out of the back of a van, wasn't it? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down by the river. But one of the songs that we I used to use... We've all been approached by those people in the I bought lots. equipment from them. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, hey, they man, don't... we got some extra stuff. Are you interested in buying it? No, go away. Unfortunately, but, uh, they don't I know what going, I... They, I am not going to get into your windowless panel van, okay? It's like... Unfortunately, <laughs> they, don't know, they don't puppies. know what I do for a living. And I may, you know, I, I'll be like, yeah, let me come look at it. And I pull out the screwdriver and take a speaker out and start looking the component they're like what are you doing i go oh i do this for a living yeah <laughs> and they're like oh just just put it back yeah. oops yeah, yeah. Exactly. we're sorry to have bothered you sir right but no one of the songs that i used to use to test the car stereo setup so people could hear it is the song uh piano in the dark by brenda k star yeah just so you hear that piano part coming in and then the vocals and then the when it drops so yeah that i can understand you know what i would use for that metallica's battery Ooh, get that acoustic on the first of it, and then uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? You know what a good one is to test the tightness of a system. Hmm. IGY from Donald Fagan. Good choice. Just for the horns? No, I mean the whole thing. That whole thing is so tight, crisp. Yeah, um, you can hear every little issue. Nice. I have to. Yeah, I have to go back and listen to that one on the way home. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, 
took many years to get past my hatred of walking in Memphis. I just I could not stand that song. I uh, I have a whole list of songs I never want to hear again mm-hmm. that I don't want to go into because every time I mention them, they start popping up oh, around yeah. me. It's the Beetlejuice theory. You say happened. it three times, know, they show up. The you devil, know. Yeah, it's, speak of the devil and the devil appears. You know? exactly. Rooster, rooster, God. rooster. Damn you. I just did it to Alan. And I, Alice and you know what's Changes, so great? I love Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains is one of my song. favorite bands. Yeah, that's all right. I'll, I'll I'll do you a favor and return the favor to Dave. Redneck woman, redneck woman, redneck woman. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Confederate Railroad. No, no redneck woman. Redneck woman, as in uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Gretchen Wilson. Yeah. Oh, I don't listen to country, so that'll never happen. To me. Yeah, oh. you do. Don't even give me that crap. I listen to old country, yeah. and it's all on Spotify where I control what yeah, happens. And the the Confederate Railroad song was trashy. Women. That's it. Trashy. Yeah. Like yeah. women, just a little on the trashy side. Yes, sir. So which you're you not know. wrong. <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> just a little. You know. <laughs> what's funny is. Uh, guy I went to high school with for a while dated the the brunette chick that was in that video. Nice. Oh, wow. We used to give her so much crap. I can't imagine why. But yes, I I, I think, you know, in, in retrospect in this summer, I think we hit on a lot of different topics. We hit on a lot of different stuff. If you haven't gone back and, and checked any of our previous episodes on some of these, just look at the list. There's so many different movies that we covered that I think all of us had some kind of a tie to. You know, in some form well, or fashion, yeah. there was only a handful of them. That Are you really getting ready to list them all off? I am. I'm pulling oh. them all up because we started in May. Yes. Okay. We started with Explorers. Then went to one Fly. of my favorites. <laughs> as Alan, excuse sneezes. me. And then we went to Flight of the Navigator. Another and one of my favorites. Then we went to Cloak and Dagger, War Games, Space Camp, games. <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting. Oh wait, wait. I have to do it. We didn't. Do, we didn't do War Games. We did. War games! God, I'm glad we never got to hear that again. Uh, and then we talked about theme parks, which was part of our yes. retro summer. Yeah. Uh, we did One Crazy Summer, which oh, great still, movie. Still love that movie. Tron. And then we talked about the Billboard Top 100 Singles of 1987. We did The Karate Kid, which was the uh, debut of my special um, summaries of movies. Yeah, this is, this is where we pretty much... I'm pretty certain that that puts you on a list somewhere. And then Back to the Future. Oh. Uh, and then we yeah. did Never Ending Story, and Risky Business. Then we did The Goonies. For, uh, forgot about Bam Bam Returns. Well, that wasn't part and of our SFW, summer. summer. Yeah, yeah. Those two weren't... They were their own episodes. True, but... Mm. They were during the summer. Yeah, I get it. Uh, um, what did I say? It was uh, After Brisky Business was the Goonies. Goonies and then and we then did um, E.T. Uh, e. and Labyrinth, Labyrinth to, yeah. to close out. And, um, you know, it, had we not run out of time, we probably would have done a lot more, but... Well, there was a couple that we talked about, like uh, uh, Stand By Me was one we talked about. <laughs> I was Okay, I was going to I was gonna bring that up because when I put the intro together... I put clips from different movies and yeah. Stand By Me, there's a clip on the intro of Stand By Me and I said something about midway through the summer, I was like, we're probably not going to do that yep. movie and the reason why is because after I put that clip in there and and it fell within our parameters of what we were doing for right. the retro summer. Children in Peril. Yeah, or, or slash unsupervised. Unsupervised, you know? yeah. And, but that is such a boomer movie. And yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it is, it is, it is just 
50s nostalgia is all it is. Which is know? so funny and when you think of who came out of that movie. Yeah, you know? and of course it's Stephen King wrote it, so which makes perfect sense because he's obsessed with that time in right, the, American the history. Late 50s, you know? early 60s yeah, kind of feel yeah. to it. Yeah. And, and it's a good movie, don't get oh, me it's wrong. Phenomenal but movie. it is most definitely not Gen X. I mean, even though it was, it came out while we were young, True. you know, it still is that it movie was a is, summer movie it, it was but that movie is not for us no no and well okay that movie is for us on one aspect of it that movie is for us about as much as Forrest Gump is no, no. for us hang okay? on that movie is uh, for us on one aspect of it in the sense that you have or the big four of the most iconic uh, gen x actors, actors to come out of that, well, actually, well, technically, you could throw have, a fifth one in there too. Who would be the fifth? Kiefer. Oh, I forgot about Kiefer. yeah, Kiefer yeah. Sutherland and River, uh, Phoenix. River Phoenix. Will Wheaton. You, I know you cannot turn your this nose guy. Up while while he hasn't had the most spectacular, I would not say he's film. an iconic Gen X. No, uh, he, he is, actor, but not, okay. but not. And I X. definitely would not say. Hold Jerry on, hold on. You're gonna <laughs> let me talk. Dang it! He's not so much an actor or. You know, any of that, but he's he's very, a personality. He's he very is. much a personality, yeah. but he's gone more for the the gamer geek, yeah, culture representative for our right. generation. I I'm almost willing to give him a dismissal because of his affiliation with um, um, Big Bang Theory, but you know what? Eh, just place, no place to the 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 place to it too much, but. I, I that was get, the whole point of him being on the I show know, is he's not just playing himself. He's playing a fictionalized version oh, of absolutely. himself. That's a bigger... Fair. I'll give you that. You know, it, and, and to your comment about Jerry O'Connell, I'll give Jerry O'Connell a pass just for the simple fact that he was the main character in one of the my most... My Secret I, Identity? Well, I loved him in My Secret <laughs> Identity. Don't get me wrong. I was going to about Tomcats. Nah. Joe's Apartment. No, was what I was going to Oh, no. yeah, Joe's apartment. I the, loved that movie. The, I love the short and then the movie that came biggest from it. And let's not forget about Sliders. The biggest, oh, yes. The biggest thing he was attached to was Jerry Maguire. No, well, the best thing that he... I said the biggest right. thing he was attached to was Jerry Maguire. Well, maybe the best thing he's been attached to was Rebecca Romaine. There you but go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love was it was it a mad was it Mad TV or SNL that had that sketch with him where he was like they're like who are you he's like no you remember I was the fat kid from Stand by Me and he had the card that said fat kid from Stand by Me on it God, I don't know <laughs> what's like is, the ID <laughs> <laughs> uh, miraculous transformation yes from being oh, yeah. that character to what he is you know but uh, yeah and of course John Cusack's in the movie. Uh, in oh yeah, he plays his older, plays his older brother. Yeah, but, Denny. Yeah, and of course Corey Feldman. Yeah, I mean that's yeah yeah I and get it. I I will give you I will give you that was two the incubator three or, counting Cusack of iconic Kiefer uh, Kiefer, uh, Kiefer you I'm sorry uh, no you you cannot grumble at Kiefer I, I can grumble at Kiefer no. I like Kiefer Sutherland I like his acting I like some of his movies. I give you the Jack Bauer Power Hour. Yeah, Come on, forget that. I like his solo hours. Um, I haven't listened to much of his stuff. I have to check it out. Not not the country stuff. I'm talking about the hard rock stuff when yeah. he was when he did the rock band when he was jumping into Christmas trees in Europe. Nice. Was well, he actually in that band or was he? I thought he was just managing them. He might have just been managing. I think that, them. Was but, the they, whole but he had band. a rock band at one point. Yeah, I think he, he was, was managing the yeah. band, and that that was the whole. But that was, drunk as shit. Oh yeah, that band. I mean, was, that was that. 
clip. I like that band. I wish I could have found their album and somewhere. That, that may be a, an opportunity for a future episode as far as, you know, We've celebrities that, that were in other bands. We've already done it. Okay. All right. <laughs> See what happens when I get to the party late, kids. This is what happens. We did. A, we did. A, we did a whole episode about celebrity albums, and so it was. Uh, well, I wasn't talking about celebrity albums. I was talking about celebrities fronting bands. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, that's kind of what star. And, yeah. We uh, talked about all of that stuff. So oh God, I mean, what was, was the a, one that? Uh, what episode was that? Go back and find uh, out what episode that was, so we can that. plug it back. Yeah. Um, Good plug. Nice pull. I like yeah, it. Let's, let's go back and let's plug I, it. What was uh, what's the one that uh, uh, the the guy that played the Joker? What the hell's his name? Keith uh, Laura. The Joker. Which one? Oh, you're talking about Thirty Seconds to Mars. Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Don't ever refer to Jared Leto as the Joker. No, okay? no, I didn't that say. Is, I he never is said he was Catalano. That's I never all said he, he was the Joker. I said be. he was okay. the guy that played the Joker. Yeah, that's. Uh, he will always be Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Um, or I, the guy that cuts his arm off and was it. 26 hours or whatever the hell that movie was no you got the wrong one oh, that's was no that was uh franco it was oh is that james 126 127 hours. i i can yeah I, and he also wasn't the oh he also was not the one that lost his arm in um uh no leto requiem, is, requiem for a dream leto is the one that played mark david chapman yes and he also played Prefontaine, um, Steve Prefontaine. Yeah, you ever seen that movie? Prefontaine? I never did. He was in. He was actually really good in it. Huh. I mean, it's, okay. Um, that was back in the late '90s somewhere. Um, I'm looking for. I'm looking for it too. It's it's back here away. In any case, you can you do guys, it. You can do an edit here while you guys yeah, are I'm digging. But while you guys are digging, you know, going back to the the summer stuff. I mean, even just some of the songs that came out of the the movies that we've covered were just. So damn iconic. I mean, we spent what 15, 20 minutes just talking about the soundtrack from Risky Business alone. Yeah. And I mean, you can't have that. You know, you have Tangerine Dream, you have the oh. of course the Phil Collins song, you know, just You know something I forgot to bring up when we were talking about E. T. What's that? You remember the song that was playing whenever they're playing Dungeons and Dragons? Oh my gosh. What was it? it was okay. Jim Carroll band people who died. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. I caught nice. that. I was like I never of course when I was in 82 when I saw that movie I had no no clue who the Jim Carroll band was, but like immediately I was like, "Oh, I know well, that song." And you've <laughs> seen his his movie, right? What Basketball Diaries? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I you know, it was so funny. I actually remember watching Basketball Diaries for the first time and I'm like, "Okay, is that oh, you can see." Uh the episode is episode 102. It's called Double Threatening. Okay. Um, and it's all about um, celebrity, you know, like actors that decided they wanted to record. And yes, we talk about Don Johnson. Don better Johnson be is like our number one. <laughs> yep. He's still looking for a heartbeat. Heartbeat. <laughs> that is such a terrible oh song. My God. <laughs> and a horrible video. What was so funny is that I like I had I actually had clips and yeah. was playing them and Dave's like I have no idea what this is what are you talking about it's just like <laughs> on oh, multiple okay. of course Bruce Willis Return of oh, Bruno oh yeah Return of Bruno because well, yeah. he did what Respect Yourself mm -hmm. he did uh, oh, he had a whole bunch of stuff. Under the he Boardwalk did, he did run, 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 run Around Sue and it was all a bunch of covers that's all it was. Oh, yeah. it was it was basically bar band fodder is what it was okay so so I'll share a story white man trying to have soul you know I'll share a story with you on this you leave the commitments out of this one of the they actually had soul there's a difference <laughs> when, when the infamous Amy and I were just dating. Yes, we're now married, kids. But you know what really pissed me off? What's that? About the return of Bruno? Hmm. He did not do 
Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers. Oh, it's wet and it's dry. It's, oh, my, my, my. Yes. I know. But when we were just dating, okay? <laughs> <laughs> As Dave is retching over here. But when Amy and I were just dating, um, we were talking about the um, Eddie Murphy album, mm-hmm. uh, the one, the infamous one that has uh, Party All the Time. Mm-hmm. Well, I told her that that was not his first no. single his oh. first single was a song called Boogie in Your Butt. Boogie in Your Butt, yeah. I played this for her, and the faces that were made during this song, she I, I, I honestly don't think she ever forgave me I, for it. You know, there's, there's like, how does that exist, and why did you make me listen to it? Boogie in Your because Butt. Because if I had to hear it, you have to hear it, too. Exactly. There's that song, and then along. there's a later single called Put Your Mouth on Me. Yes. That I'm like, how in the world? I know it's Eddie Murphy. That's probably how he got the pass for right. those the titles of those two songs. But still, and I mean, that, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he do a song with Michael Jackson? He did, and I can't remember the name. I can't of it, remember, I remember it that either. Video that was like such a bad green it screen. It was bad green. Of, a lot oh, of wind. wind. It was, it was like rainbows and clouds, oh, and yeah, it's weird. Just, it's terrible. Uh, weird, horrible stuff. Um, so See, yeah, that a, was. Like, I think that was at the, either at the very end of the '80s or very yeah. beginning of the '90s. One of the two. That's that's another one that I yeah. think that we need to do an episode on is just video tropes. Oh god. The, the specific tropes that were used I in think, music videos. Uh, and of course, I know that I'm, I'm putting this out there so somebody's going to steal it that hears this, but I think I've talked to you before mm. about, you know, because I know you have a, you've done bar trivia. Yes. Like you hosted it and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be awesome to do music video bingo. Ooh, that's a great idea. What's up with you? There it is. Okay. Where uh, what's up with you, Dave? Where we're basically no, that's that's the I know, that's I know, the I know, yeah. where basically you have bingo cards with video tropes written on in different places, oh, and then you show music videos. We are totally whenever doing this. whenever one of you get the trope, you get to mark it off. And we are totally to doing yeah, this. I, know, just I, like, I, I will start on this tomorrow. <laughs> I will I love be. giving Barry ideas. It's like hey, I got this idea for something. It's like he comes back next week with like a whole folder full of stuff. You know, I've said that live on the air. I know because we can actually like develop this and sell that to um Kenmore or something. Yeah, well, but Kenmore. Or they're going to make a washing machine exactly. out of it? Exactly. <laughs> Kenner. I am living off of anger, coffee, and three hours sleep right now. So, so how it's is like this your different than any other weekend? Like, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. This is your life, Dave. It's <laughs> how did I get here? Um, your car. It's parked outside. Anyway. Um, <laughs> are you questioning your life choices right now? <laughs> Every day. So what are you saying? Is, Every day. Why are we here? What's life all about? Yeah. That's what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> about to segue into the meaning of life here from oh my God. I'm, I, I think I'm done for the day. <laughs> is there more coffee? This is Dave tapping. Uh, there is. <laughs> what was the song? Was it Kiss Me, Son of God? Was that the name of the song? Oh, <laughs> the uh, Monty Python. Giants? Yeah. Oh, one of my favorites, yeah. But yeah, but Monty Python did that originally. No, 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 no. Was it not? No. I th- okay, I, okay, I was... No, Kiss Me, Son of God was They Might Be Giants. Okay. It was off right. of Lincoln, I think it was. It was either Lincoln uh, or... Really, you're going to question the Might Be I Giants know, fan? I know. Yeah, I was about to say, you know. Kiss me, son of God. Yeah. Uh, no, the the Monty Python one was um, uh, always look on the bright side of life. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, which, <laughs> okay, so when I was in college, and I still for the life of me don't know how they got away with this, but there was a radio station. Um, there was a, a radio channel in, in Memphis called 96X, okay. and one of the DJs on their late night Saturday night shows would always use always look on the bright side of life as the closer. And apparently, whoever their program director was, or whoever was supposed to be monitoring this, wasn't quite familiar enough with the with song, the song mm-hmm. and forgot a few lines in yes, that. Yes, one. yes. You know? 
And I was like, how the hell did they I get away with that? I remember when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. You already answered it. It was what time on a Saturday night? Yeah, yeah exactly. Nobody, exactly. They, um, they ran the, out of time to give a damn. So. The, believe me, the, the, the program I, director is asleep at Oh, that I'm point. sure. So it, the yeah, stuff I played from like 30 on is always going <laughs> to be know. questionable. Um, I remember in high school, you know, discovering Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay. Which, you know, sends you down a rabbit hole. You know, right. this is back in the video store days. You're like, oh, look, there's other Monty Python stuff. And watch, and then running Life of Brian. Right. And I'm like, wow, this is not the Monty Python I was expecting. Thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that is a brilliant satire of, of religion, you know. And not, ain't, not, not like sacrilegious, no. not anything. It's just a satire, you know. It's um, a what if. It really is. It's kind of one of those like, oh, no, this is about someone who runs parallel with Jesus life, you yep. know, it's like, all right, I, I get that. You know, um, I will say something you guys are probably going to think is, is serious sacrilege. It's, hmm. uh, sacrilege. I've never seen the meaning of life. Great movie. <laughs> it is definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I know. And, I know enough about it to where I was like, it's probably something I should watch, but it's just one that I just, it just kind of escaped somewhere yeah. in there. And that's know? fair. A, I mean, you know, I'm not going to give you too much crap on that right. one because Monty Python is definitely one of those those genres of films that you have to be in the mood, yes. the mindset for. I get it. It's not something that you're just going to be all of a sudden kicking around and, hey, flipping channels, here it is. No, it doesn't work like that. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, now, on the flip side, right. you know, Flying Circus, I will watch every single episode whenever it is on. I remember... I got paid to watch Flying Circus. Oh, where can I get this job? I, when I was in college at Western, yes, I worked at the PBS station that was on the college <laughs> campus. That's where I discovered Flying Circus way back in the day. Yes. And PBS. one of the one of the shifts that I worked was the Saturday night, like whatever to midnight, because right. I had to turn the transmitter off at midnight. Right. It was still one of those stations, and basically the last couple three hours was mm-hmm. Ramsey Lewis jazz with Ramsey Lewis oh yeah um, um the in crowd Austin city limits mm-hmm. oh yes and then like two hours or an hour and a half the of mining, mining pythons flying circus I remember when as <clears throat> again as a kid like yep. in the 80s our local channel 8 PBS mm-hmm. station MPT yeah on Saturday nights yes they would show Monty Python's Flying Circus. Mm-hmm. They would show Doctor Who. And they would show Are You Being Served. Well, they would also show unedited Benny Hill. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Benny Hill. Yep. And I remember getting a complete eyeful one night of oh to this day. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> to this day. I think they also did Faulty Towers too. They may they have. Uh, I know. Is it the Black this, Adder or Faulty to Towers? To this day, they still show Faulty Towers. They show uh, Last of the Summer Wine. Yes. They and show Are You, are you Being, being Served. served. And yeah. uh, my parents, again, will sit and watch entire blocks of that, you know. And, but and, to this day, I bet if we put on Yakety Sacks, you'd start having Benny Hill flashbacks. <laughs> now, the, bad, the, the flip side of being able to work that last hour on Saturday nights mm-hmm. was occasionally I would have to sit through Pledge, and it seems like they oh, were always oh, in oh, a Pledge oh, thing. I and we were watching those things. When I was at the, at the station, we were still running the station off of three-quarter-inch Umatic tapes. Oh, my God. And one of the pledge shows that I had to sit through more than once was six hours of Celtic Woman. Oh my God! Yikes! And I would have oh my to. God. 
and you know those tapes were only like an hour long so every hour i would have to put a new one in i'd have to Mm. put the tape where they would overlap and i would have to sync them up right and then switch it midstream so it would come out seamless over the air oh jeez well, I'll luckily, they're you know, the, the, you know the the new kids have all the cool the animation stuff. stuff. Yeah. Well, and I I can Dave's tell. a wizard. Oh yeah, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> I am a but wizard. Uh, no, he can throw fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually done saddle work for tape editing. Mm. <laughs> well, I will say this: I can remember vividly the exact moment that I got truly engulfed with any of the guys in Monty Python. There was a show on Nickelodeon that was called Don't Just Sit There. And it was... John Cleese was on that, was yeah, it? That's yeah. exactly yeah. what it was. It yeah. was the one where... Because it was right around the time A Fish Called Wanda came mm-hmm. out. And Which I do not like that. I movie. love that movie. Go back and watch it again. What was it the, what the, was the sequel? Movies, uh, there was a sequel. Fierce was Animals. Was that it? Fierce Creatures. Fierce, 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 that Fierce was a better was movie it? than A Fish Called Wanda. They called it an I equal. I disagree. They called it an equal because it wasn't... Which is funny because at one point... Um, John Cleese calls uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Wanda. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then just like, you know, what? But yeah, but it was just uh, that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fish called Wanda is still one of the funniest damn movies. Now, when I watched it as a kid, I didn't understand any of it. Right, right, right. But right. I remember watching this show and this guy coming on named John Cleese that I had no idea who in the world he was. Yeah. And he was talking about you know this new comedy and he's talking about doing Python beforehand. And as he's doing it, he's taking his handkerchief out and he's tying the corners of it into knots, mm-hmm. puts it on the top of his forehead puts his glasses on and starts doing one of the bits from Python with a something about a brick slamming it up against his head and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I am just hooked. At that point, do you know what I knew John Cleese from? Hmm. The American Express commercial. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? I do remember Hello, that. I'm John Cleese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm John Cleese, and I'm British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just... <laughs> Because again, it was that absurdity that Monty Python. Had, and still, you know? and did you ever see the uh, the wake after um, Graham had passed away when they all got together? And yeah. And, oh, oh so like, they, they had his over, ashes. And they knocked it over, and they're sitting there smoking cigars and flicking the ashes. No, the best part is when they knocked, <laughs> they it, knocked over, it over, and then somebody runs and gets a dust, <laughs> dust buster. buster. <laughs> yep. And what's even better is when they put it back up at the very end of it. He's yep. like, "Oh wait, wait, what, what, what was I saying?" And the top starts popping, and it starts, <laughs> it starts, it's doing always look on the bright side yes. of life. <laughs> <laughs> I did Loved see that. It. I remember because it was at HBO. Because John Stewart was yes. hosting it, yes. and, and he brought yes. them all together and said, and, and like they were just they were on fire. Oh God, yeah. I mean, and, and you can tell. You can go back and watch that segment mm-hmm. of them sitting there around, you know, with the ashes and everything, all improv. Well, and every bit and they're trying to outdo each other yeah they are so but and, and that was working that was, that was Monty python that's what they that's what they would do in the writer's room mm-hmm. yeah to build right what we room. actually you're assuming they wrote they didn't write anything <laughs> somebody come and said i got an idea for something okay go table with that until we get in front of cameras they, okay yeah. <laughs> they wrote they would just they would spitball it off of them in the room right, while they were right. sitting around smoking cigars and uh-huh. drinking exactly and then they'd go out and film it exactly and that's the ministry of the oh the minister of silly walks yes, yes. silly walks That's, yes <laughs> well and the best part is they chose Cleese to do those because Cleese was the was he Oxford I can't remember if he went to Oxford yes or he, went to, he went to Oxford but he was he was or, he, maybe it was Kate. one of those fancy yeah. British he was, Ivy League yeah he was the hoity-toity yes. and the fact that they let him play some of the weirdest characters I was like That's well perfect he was well, so tall and so lanky, lanky. Yeah. 
it didn't matter. The smallest movement he made was over-exaggerated. So when he actually over-exaggerated, it looked other-humanly. I'll tell you what's so weird is that for years, I had no idea that Terry Gilliam was American. <laughs> yeah, he was the only American. On I that know, group. but I was just like, you'd watch all the stuff, and of course, he was usually doing a British accent, yeah. you know. And it's like, I had no clue that he was actually American. And yep. one day, I'm like watching an interview with him, and I'm like, why does he sound like me? Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? It's like, See, uh, and this is funny, okay, you know, <laughs> he's so doing a bit, pi- right? It's you guys like- <laughs> know so much about Python, but you're not a big fan of Fish Called Wanda. Damn. That movie. I, that's where I learned that Kevin Klein can do comedy. I hate Kevin Klein. I adore I Kevin, Klein. Kevin Klein. That dude is hilarious. If you say so. Oh my gosh. It depends. Okay, boomer. Don't call me stupid. <laughs> Don't call me stupid. <laughs> I, I think. I think a lot of the reason I don't like Kevin Klein mm-hmm. is because my of my absolute and just to the core disdain the big chill for the big chill. Okay, that's fair. And I mean just. See, you got you were cursed from the beginning. I would encourage you go back and watch Silverado. I yeah, love him in Silverado. I, I don't like that movie a whole lot. Watch okay. In and Out. Um, no, In and Out. And I don't no. want to watch Dave. And Dave I, I loved. That, how in the hell did no. he marry Phoebe Cates? <clears throat> how in the hell did he marry Phoebe Cates? Is it a David Bowie situation? I, Possible. I don't know, but that that that's one of those like. Kevin Klein, mm-hmm. or no, 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 I'm not going to go Kevin Klein. The Big Chill, I've said it on here before, and I will always maintain, that movie does not deserve that soundtrack. No, no does I not. completely agree. That completely soundtrack agree. is way too good for the soundtrack that movie. is awesome. The I soundtrack mean, is amazing. The movie, movie is just, ha- it's, it's a boomer hot tub time machine. It well, is. And on top it of is. that, how bad of a movie does it have to be when you take somebody that later becomes one of the most iconic... And Kevin geek- Costner, and all you see is his hands. Well, no, no, I was going to say, <laughs> becomes one of the most geeky icons in history with Jeff Goldblum, and you waste him. Yeah. It's completely you know, wasted but back on at him. that time they were wasting him quite a bit in yeah. things. You know, honestly, it was one because you remember Ten, Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. Yes. Okay, he was good in that show. Yeah. Okay, I enjoyed it, but it was one of those things where it's like, okay, he's this comedy guy. You know, you get him in what was it, uh, Death Wish Two? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where he plays a gang yeah. member. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then you turn around and see him in Cronenberg's The Fly, and that was kind of the turning yeah. point. Yeah. And him. I was like, okay, you know, that was uh, okay. No. Uh, now I love Transylvania Six Five Thousand. Earth okay? Girls are. Earth easy. Girls are easy. Yeah, I but, love that movie. Th- but it's one of those things that 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 was kind of who Jeff Goldblum was for a long time before he finally became Jeff Goldblum. Okay, uh, let's call it. He's been the grandmaster for decades at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, you're not wrong. You know, you're not wrong. The tag on the end of that movie is brilliant. Yeah. You know what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen the tag on the end of it? No, like what after happens? credit scene? What happens? Okay, you know, so the whole thing, okay, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about okay, Thor Ragnarok. If you, okay? haven't, if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, this is going to be your spoiler alert for the end credit scenes. The end credit scene, it, I mean, like all the way through the credits, not the mid credit scene, right. but the end credit scene. You know, there's this big revolution that's gone on, yeah. and the, you know, and, and you know, they're, they've come after him, you know. Right. And so they find him. In a uh, was it a garbage container? Or yeah. Something. They open it up. It's like a big storage container. Metal. He, he comes out. And he's like, "Oh, oh, hey, you, you caught me. Okay, well, um, it was a good revolution. I think we can all agree that this was successful. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just go back to normal, and everything will be okay. All right." And he starts to walk off, and everybody's like, "All the slaves are like, 
the hell is he talking about? You know, just, but it's the most Jeff Goldblum of, <laughs> of yeah. When you go full Goldblum, I yeah, mean, I know you know, it's, uh, you know I mean, the, the, there is no Goldblum like Goldblum like like sexy Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> Ian Malcolm. I, yeah, I'm sorry. That's I mean, a big pile of shit. <laughs> he, he, he Are we still been, talking about the big chill? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. I mean, he's been the great right, master. Gold star for that one. Okay. It's, <laughs> he's been the grandmaster for years. And as I evidence, I give you apartments.com. I was going to say apartments.com. Yes. Is, yes. I, because he, he's just okay. the grandmaster in a black suit. Do you know what is a great, great Jeff Goldblum role? Igby goes down. I've seen it a long time ago. You know what? The movie it. itself is eh. Yeah. But Jeff Goldblum is amazing because he's not being Jeff Goldblum. Hmm. I mean, it is. He kind of starts off that way. And it's the whole deal, you know, because like, you know, he's having an affair with uh, Amanda Pete, right? The character. And then Igby is having an affair with her also. It's just, which I think Goldblum plays his stepfather, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So it's one of those things where his stepfather is having an affair on Igby's mom. Right. And Igby is having an affair with the same woman that, nice. that, that his stepfather is. And Goldblum shows up at the apartment knowing full well what all has been going on. Yeah. And he shows up, and he's being all Jeff Goldblum and everything, and Igby's kind of trying to talk his way. You know, it's uh, Kieran, Kieran um, uh, Culkin plays Culkin, Igby. Yeah. And he shows up all, you know, like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Goldblum's just sitting there, and he's, he's being Jeff Goldblum. But the entire time, he's taking off his jacket, and he's rolling up his sleeve. About to deck it. And he fucking wails on him. And it's just like this complete turn all of a sudden. It's like, and he becomes a completely different character. And it's just like, wow, did not see that coming. Oh, I'll tell you another movie I, that he's I excellent did, in. Because let's admit it, he's like right on the oh, line between, oh, yeah. hey, how you doing? He's very Christopher haircut. Walken. In I that. will murder you. Have you seen Hotel Artemis? Yes. He was wonderful yes. in that. Also, that, again, that is a movie that I went to see because I, I from you went to go see it because Dave Batista's in it. No, I went to go see it because I had movie pass at the time and I was seeing yeah. pretty much anything. It's like, hey, I'm not paying for this. Yeah, I'm, no. whatever it is, I'm gonna go see it. And I'd heard good things about it. People saying, hey, this might be one of those sleeper movies that you know. And I just, I just definitely like, agree. Yeah. Oh my god, this movie is good. Well, I mean, you have Jodie Foster, you have Dave Batista, and you have Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. What more do well, you need? Well, I'll tell you the the the. the um, the one that surprised the hell out of me was Jenny Slate. Yes. Appearing like, all of a sudden as a police officer. Yep. And I'm like, is that, that's, that's not Jenny. That's Jenny Slate. Like, what is she doing in this yep. movie? You know, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, it's really, it is great. It's very gritty. Okay. It's very futuristic-y kind of feel. And it's also, it's also, um, Hotel Artemis. It's yeah. also kind of bottle episode Very much Because so. it all happens inside of this one hotel. You know, hotel. Oh, uh, four rooms. No, sort of. no. There's not. There's not multiple storylines. It's all one big well, story. No, there, there well, is there kind of story. I, mean, it, I don't know how to describe it. It's basically there's a riot going on. Jodie Foster is like she's a she's a nurse. Or she's not, a mafia she's a doctor, nurse. Mafia nurse. And so it's, there's this riot going on in whatever city it is. And so, sure. so it's one of those things that the Hotel Artemis is basically for gangsters to come and get patched up after. Oh, so it's you know, continental. It's some yeah. It's very yeah yeah. Kind of has that same feel, but. It has more of a futuristic feel to it because there's a lot of technology involved in it, and everything is. Well, she's run not down. a nurse; she's a doctor. Actually. Yeah, everything is run down. Everything is just comp- no. She's nurse because she is a nurse. That's right. Keep, that's uh, right. Batista keeps referring to her as nurse. That's true. That's true. And, and Dave Batista is one of her orderlies. Yeah. And, uh, and what what is it? What uh, Everest? Everest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just one of those movies where you're like, 
oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen this before. And then you watch it, like, oh, that was really good. Yeah. And not a, and a okay. lot of people slept on it. A lot of people slept on that movie. There are some movies that, that are, are hidden gems like that, and then there are ones that you want to be really, really good, just and then don't you get watch there. them, yeah. and you're like... When, when the best thing you can talk about is the soundtrack of a movie that says everything you need to know, I give you the movie Sucker Punch. I've never even seen that movie. I got suckered into watching yeah. that movie based on the trailer. I saw the trailer and I was like, nope. I was so I, angry with this that is, movie. Nope. So angry. Because, because I, have, I have always been really leery of Zack Snyder. Really leery of him. That was my Don't introduction get me wrong. to how big of a piece of crap Zach I liked is. Three hundred well enough because yeah. that was kind of what. And again, I did not see three hundred until a couple of weeks because that was a huge movie. Like it was a huge movie. That's the only good thing he's really done. Not, not true. Well, um, okay, give me another one that was halfway decent for Watchmen. Me. Yeah, <sighs> I, I gotta, I gotta go with him on this. I mean, it was good, but he deviated. Yeah, and he made it better. No, so I it was. Don't, uh, <laughs> I don't agree. No. <laughs> The thing that's, that's another one we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree was, Okay, on Watchmen was decent. I'll give you 300 in Watchmen. Right. Name something else. I No, those are the only two. Yeah. I'll admit that. I mean, yeah. that's a... And uh, I'm sorry. And when I talk about... When you, you hear know, about who's in the cast on this, it's like, oh, everything about this should work. I mean, you know, Carla Gugino's in it. Scott Glenn's in it. I mean, you've got just Jamie a... Jamie Chung. Jamie yeah, Chung is in... Uh, uh, what's her name from Disney Channel? This was her first big up role. One. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. All right those now. Disney kids go on to do something. Yeah, like Sucker well, Punch this was eventually. her. Uh, uh, Vanessa Hutchins. Oh, is she? In yeah. That? Okay. She. This was her first big, big after girl role all, after all the High School Musical. Exactly. Crap. You know, so it, it's like everything about this should work, and then you get to it, and you're like, "What the hell am I watching?" You know, and I'll say this much: the soundtrack I loved. Yeah, that is the first time I've ever heard any any movie. Use a cover version of Search and Destroy by the Stooges. Stooges yeah. I'm like, okay, you have my attention. Who did the now. cover of it, though? Uh, Skunk Anasi, I think is the name. Oh, I love Skunk Anasi. Anasi, excuse me. Yeah, and they did and a couple tore it up. They did a couple songs on the Strange Day soundtrack, also. Nice. Mm. But yeah, I mean, th- that's one of those ones, and, and maybe that's another one that we look at is, you know, movies where the, the soundtrack was. Far better than the oh, actual. There's so many of those. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, there are so many of I those. Mean, you know, Forrest one. Gump. <laughs> uh, let's see here. You had amazing soundtrack. Yeah. You had Emily Browning doing a cover of "Sweet Dreams." One of the 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 lead. Yeah. Actually, it's almost all cover songs. Yeah, it is all covers. It's all covers. Yeah. Her version of "Sweet Dreams," is but it's 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 got "Sweet Dreams" are made of that. I love that cover. It had "White Rabbit" on it. it. Had "Search and Destroy" on it. it. Had "Tomorrow Never Knows" on it. It has "Where's My Mind" on it. it yes, has "Sleep" on it. it. Has "Love Is the, the Drug." The best. The love is the drug. The fact that they covered Roxy Music and you have was it Oscar? It's not Oscar Isaac. Yeah, so. Oscar Isaac. It was Carla Carla Gugino, Gugino. And, and, yeah. and Oscar Isaac doing "Love Is the Drug," doing freaking Roxy music. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had Bjork with "Army of Me." Yes. It had Smashing Pumpkins with "Today." It had "Take a Sip," uh, the Dodge and Fusky remix. I'm gonna cut all this out. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> no, seriously, um, dude, go just check out the soundtrack alone. I mean, listen to that on the way home. I'll tell you. One of my favorite, and it's not even, I'll be honest, it's not the cover itself, but it's a cover of the song that I cannot unsee the scene is the cover of the Pixies, Where Is My Mind, mm-hmm. from Observe and Report. Ooh. 
Have the, you not seen that movie? A, lo- a while back. I don't remember that scene where they oh, yeah. run that. At the end of it, whenever the Flasher's running through the mall. They're using Where Is My Mind? It's a cover. It's Ooh. not the Pixies version. Okay. <laughs> but it, again, it is that whole, I cannot unsee this no matter how hard I try. <laughs> well, it's kind of like um, from 500 Days of Summer when you've got Joe Gorlett doing um, Here Comes Your Man. Oh, I thought you were going to go with... Uh, you make my dreams come true. No, because he didn't sing that. <laughs> when he sang, here comes your man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. okay. You know, well, and you've also got, uh, what's her name? Zoe Deschanel yeah. doing, uh, please, please, let me get what you know, I want. The thing, the thing with the Pixies, unfortunately, is that they have become code for, hey, this is how we're going to build our indie credibility in this movie. Yeah. And just like, oh. And I hate now, that because I like the Pixies. I do too. Now, what I think is hilarious is that Apple commercial that used gigantic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone obviously did not read the lyrics to this song before they put this on an Apple commercial. Apple gets what they deserve <laughs> at this point. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it. Have you seen, have you seen Observe and Report, Dave? I don't think so. Is that oh. a Kevin James thing? No. Who's okay. No, no, no. See, here's no, the thing. Seth Rogen. Here's the thing. Oh, it was Seth Rogen. Okay, I out, knew it was one of those. It came out shortly after Paul Blart, Mall Cop. I was like, and it's so one of those was, Mall Cop movies. Oh, no. This is not a Mall Cop movie. Far from it. <laughs> this might be one of the darkest movies you ever watch. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. It is. Oh wow! <laughs> it was not the movie I went in to see, and I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I, but it was not the movie that I went in to see. So you're it saying it's being, not an hour and a half of Seth Rogen smoking a lot of movie, uh, smoke, smoking a lot of weed, talking about James Franco? No, no. That, was, that was Green Hornet. There uh, is a there is that's a, like every Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> it is an hour and a half of Seth Rogen tr- uh, being uh, trauma. Well, trying, he loves not only being a mall cop, like, you know, being a, a security a guard, security guard. Yeah. he takes it personally whenever someone, you know, shoplifts or there is this, there's this, there's this ongoing thread of this flasher in the mall, you know, that's going around at different, different stores and flashing women and then running away, you know? Okay. Cause it's Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Yeah. yeah. And of course it is. Well, dude, you, you've got to see this movie. Yeah, it's you've got I, to see. It's this movie. it's another hidden gem. It really is, and so and it's one of those things of as like, long as you don't make me watch uncut gems ever again. Oh God, I like that movie. Thank you very much. Uh, that now I will say that is a two hour anxiety attack. Oh yeah, is all that movie is. Yeah, that no is doubt. all that movie. Not is. exactly what I need in I my know, life. I know. Thank you very much. Let's oh. put it this way. Uncut Gems is one of those movies I'm glad that I saw. I will never watch it again. No. <laughs> that is... It's, I put Uncut Gems in the same category as Pink Flamingos. You've seen yeah, it I've once. I've seen it once. Oh, you don't oh, never see it again. never need yeah. to see it again. Another ever. movie I don't ever want to see again. That was, so. you know... Well, on a more positive note, on mm-hmm. a lighter note, since we were talking a little bit about covers, I sent something to Dave earlier this week, and I think it kind of blew his friggin' mind. 
There is a group of individuals that has produced a. Oh, this company. video is, and we may have to post this video. In is the, this the Metallica links. doing? No, uh, wood? That, no. <laughs> this is three artists. No, Dave took it personally. <laughs> oh, you better believe I took it personally. You so, don't touch that band or that song, and especially if you're Metallica and you do it so dirty like okay, they did. Okay. So this is three artists, and and I have to admit I had to do a little digging to find out who they were. Uh, the lead, the vocalist on it was uh, always been. Dino Jalusic, who is the lead singer. <laughs> of a band called Animal Drive. Okay. Uh, the guitarist was Joel Hoekstra, who is the former guitarist for Whitesnake and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Okay. Which and means he's a former guitarist for Sabotage? Yes. And I'm trying to remember who the drummer was. But it was Dave Port- it was, it was uh, Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy yes. from previously of Dream Theater. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, But the lead singer... Is oh, was that what? the Jane cover? Yes, oh, okay. that's I remember you guys Jefferson out. Starship's Jane. Look, I'm like of all songs, but the kid honest. doing the lead singing is what caught my attention. Blue this guy has up. this Let's guy has got pipes. Be honest, the only reason anyone's talking about Jane is because Orange Cassidy started using that song again. For I his disagree, intro music, sir. So I it's disagree <laughs> entirely. While I'm that sorry. is true, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to say this: every time somebody brings up that wrestler. All I can think of is Orange Julius. Orange Julius, and, and he loves making that joke. And denim. It's just yeah. It, it, Have you ever watched any of his matches? Watch watch his indies. His indies Dude. are hilarious. Mm. The whole thing with Orange Cassidy, because you know it's the whole you know his his I've, intro I've music. I've got to take blame for this. I did this to myself. His, his intro music used to be "Where's My Mind." Yes, Pixies, which was awesome. I love the fact that when he comes to the ring, when they're doing the introduction, it's like from wherever, wherever Wayne, Wayne whatever, whatever, you know, uh, almost as good as Danhausen's Wayne's or you know six hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, he's like standing six, six foot, foot nine. Yeah, it's like he's like no, you're not. <laughs> uh, but Orange Cassidy. I didn't know how to take him at first because I had never seen him on the end. Yes. So when AEW first started, I'm like, why is everybody going crazy? Because he didn't wrestle for the longest no, time. He just stood there. But he, he stands had, there in mirror aviators and a jean jacket looking but With a t-shirt of a picture of himself self, wearing exactly. a jacket and aviators. And he does that lazy thumbs up. No. You know, it's the, not even up. It's sideways. I know. It, like I said, that's why I call it the lazy thumbs yeah. up, you know, where it's like. But it's one of those things with him that they did a, AEW did a brilliant job with him in the beginning for like the first year he was He didn't speak. He didn't speak. He didn't wrestle. Hmm. But he would show up. Okay? And so it was like one of my favorite moments of that was that there was uh, the Young Bucks and um, uh, Ortiz and... Um, Proud and Powerful. Proud and Powerful had a, a, an ongoing feud. Yes. There's a backstage segment where they're fighting all through the back. And I mean, I they're fighting this. all through the back. And, all back. and Santana throws, uh, I think it was... Um, uh, it was one of the Jack, one of the young. I, I think it was uh, Matt. Matt. I think no, it wasn't Matt. I think it was the other one. Throws him through a door, which is a bathroom, it's a bathroom door, and he's standing. And there. And, and orange and orange. I almost said orange juice. Orange Cassidy is just standing there against, with his back against the wall, with his his aviators on everything, with his hands in his pockets, just standing there. And it's so funny because because the crowd's singing on the and of course mm-hmm. they're going nuts, and Santana just looks at him, reaches down, picks up. Uh, Jackson pulls him out and slowly closes the door. <laughs> like <it> just <laughs> well, and then you have the moment that he had with Jericho on the debate where he oh yeah spoke. I know, I know. That was it was straight out all of, of it old was, all, or, yeah, and it was it literally is one of those things we we're talking about. Um, was it um 
erosion, like a, yeah, something a, a global lines. warming or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, wait, I got this. And just like spouts off like all, like it was all the information. was from old school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining Wrestling Talk. Well, I mean, this has been buried out. But I, I'll admit. About, you did this. I know I did this. I'll admit I apologize with, to our listeners. I've got to take the lick on this one. I, I, uh, Orange Cassidy, a little bit of him goes a long way, though. Granted. You know, that is, Granted. is a thing. Um, but yeah, that's... But the pixies, Again, the whole, the whole with the Jane thing. When he started See, using I, that music, I was like, oh, really? Starship? But I'm like, Starship? When really? When the last you time know? you've listened to that I song? I know, I Go know. Go back and listen to I it, because that sucker... Well, it look, dicks. here's another one for me, and it comes from another television show that, like... Have you watched... I know I've talked to Dave about this, but have you watched the show Hacks on HBO Max? Not yet. I've seen no, about it. No, you have got to watch that show. It's got two seasons now. Okay, okay. Mm. but in the season finale of, of the second season, mm-hmm. and I've never been a huge fan of the song, but I have become almost obsessed with it since then. Okay, they used Supertramp's "Goodbye Stranger." I hate that song. I did too until I, I saw this, and for song. some reason, that song got stuck in my head, and it's in regular rotation on my on my. I don't know how either of you two could hate Supertramp. I can't stand Supertramp. I don't like Take the Super long Tramp. way home. Yeah, no. I'm not a big fan of them in general. And no, but that song in particular I always kind like of annoyed Super me. Tramp. Okay, you can like them. But like I said, it was used in the, at the yeah. in the, the season finale mm-hmm. of this, and I was like. Maybe I need to go back and revisit this. Yes, you and need to go I, back and, and, I did, and revisit and I did. Super Tramp. I did that song, and I'm like, this song is really good. I like this. In you total. Know, so, you need to go back uh, and listen this. to all of them. Yeah. You're going to have a hard sell with me on Super Tramp. I'm sorry. I cannot stand Super Tramp. Yeah. That's one of those bands that if you want to get me to change the station quicker, than oh, anything, I know, start playing. I know, I know, I know. You know. And I've all, and like I said, I know I never how. liked that song up until then. And now like, I know oh. how I'm going to get revenge on you then. Uh-huh. But yeah, it, it's funny how songs will all of a sudden come back into you know the zeitgeist out of nowhere right well you know? okay so it's, it'll come back around so yeah, right. yeah exactly it'll come back around it, it'll come back around we'll exactly. throw we'll throw one out here I and then just oh god <laughs> well you know what we're talking about yes i do <laughs> now well, do you know about what we're actually talking mm-hmm. about the how i met your mother episode mm-hmm. all right so just to kind of to summarize here to kind of wrap up <laughs> Since you talked about that, you, you know, we talked about the Orange Cassidy thing. We mm-hmm. talked about, you know, Metallica. Did he try to thing. wrap us up? I know. Did he say the word wrap up? You're damn right I did. Are you but bored with us? Always. Um, you know, <laughs> we still haven't made you a full episode, a full partner in this up in the show yet. Like, you're not, you're not you're fully still invested a pledge. yet. Uh, you're exactly. still a pledge. Make me point. some coffee. What are you doing? <laughs> what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted mm. um, was, you know, we talked about Stranger Things bringing back Master of Puppets. We talked about. You but know, did that song ever really go away? Fair. Come on. But now, it did bring back Running Up That Hill. It Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Run you up know. the hill. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. What is let's a, let's admit it. Pre black album Metallica never went away. Okay, that's fair. What is black album Metallica will never if, go away. <laughs> if no matter black much, album Metallica no matter should how go much away. Dave wants it to, it will never go away. All right. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Metallica died with what? Justice for All. All right. So what is a song? You only get one, Alan, Dave. Dave is the one you got to talk to here. Don't even you get one song <laughs> that some TV show, some movie, something in the next year is going to refocus on and get the eruption that you got with Kate Bush and that you got with Metallica. If you could rebirth one song, what is it? Hmm. I already know what mine's going to be. Go to Alan. Oh, all right. Make hold on. Hold first. on. Hold on. I got. I've got to uh, 
I have got to. Um, and mine's kind of in the era of Kate Bush. So okay. Um, I'll go, well. All right. While you guys are looking, I'll go ahead and throw mine out there because I was thinking about it while we we're talking about it. The one that I would love, love, love to see somebody actually utilize and utilize properly mm-hmm. in an iconic scene mm-hmm. would be the song "Here's Where the Story Ends" by the Sundays. Oh, that's such a good song. That's a good song. I, it's an amazing song. You know, I don't think it ever got the credit it that it deserved. It did not. It did not. Now, you know, it's one of those things. That song did make the Sundays a thing. Yeah. Back well, in 1990. That the cover of well, Wild Horses. But that was the same album. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those well, things. they only that, had like two albums. They've had three albums total, but there were two albums that actually, because there was that one, yeah. and then there was the one that came out in the mid-90s that had Summertime on it, which was, oh, yeah. you know. I forgot about that one. And then they released another album like 10 years later. And then didn't the, like, the lead singer die or something? No, no, no. She's still, uh, she's, she's still? Her, and her, her and the guitar player have been married for like years and years and years. Okay. They took time off because they had a family. Oh, okay. That was kind of the whole. Like, oh, I'm you know, thinking of Christy McCall. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, but it was just kind of one of those like that's a that's a good one. That's yeah. a real I, w- good I would love one. to um, see. I would love to see that get the Kate Bush treatment. That because I think that definitely would just deserves. Fit. Are, are we it. talking about a certain time period no. or just any time? I Open realize territory. this is a fairly new song because it was released in 1990. Okay, but I would that's love still 32 years. Yeah, ago. I was about to say that's that's not really new. I know he hurts. I think a part of me just <laughs> it hurts. Emotional damage. He hurts. Um, I think I would like to see from the Persistence of Time album mm-hmm. somebody use the intro to reality slash belly of the beast. Ooh, ooh, interesting choice. Because you've got that huge build up in that intro, and it goes immediately over into belly of the beast, right? And that that thing just builds and builds and builds, and then it's that's an interesting. Choice. I'll tell I you, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have tagged that one. I'm having a real tough time narrowing this down because I have an art, I have an artist mm-hmm. or actually a band. Okay, that the replacements have been toyed with multiple times over the last couple of decades of them trying to bring like you know can't hardly wait came out in the late yeah. 90s which is named after one of their songs and that song's on the soundtrack even though it's not actually in the midst over the credits right. okay uh adventureland used uh adventureland and the new mutants movie that came out a couple of years ago both used bastards of young oh yeah yeah yeah. and, and it's one that. of those things where they like they've they've toyed with hey let's do right. it but i'll tell you the song that i really would love by mm. them to come back in a and like used in a in a very artsy way, yep, is the song Alex Chilton. Oh, good song. That song good deserves to be brought back into the zeitgeist and people actually forced to listen to it and be like, hey, maybe we wrote those guys off. A That's a good pull. Easily. I mean, that, yeah. That's a real good pull. I mean, yours was good, Dave, but that's, yeah. That, that that is I could see that one. Alex Chilton is one of those songs. It's the we, metal guy in me. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's like and, believe and, me. And I'm just, nothing wrong with the choice. We see on that. that. We see that. You know, just like with Metallica, you know, with Master of Puppets being used, you know, yeah. in this last season of Stranger Things, and all of a sudden, it's funny. I guess you've seen the the, the meme of like uh, where it's the 
um, you're at a party in 2022 and you yeah. play Master oh, Puppets yeah. and everybody's like into it. It's like, and you played it in 1986 and everybody's just staring at All those you, girls yeah. staring at you like, what the hell is this, you know? Yeah. And it's true. You know, oh, yeah. the people who knew, knew in 86. Right. In 2022, now Dave has young people stopping him on the street asking if he's listening to Metallica well, in yep. his car, you know? And it's, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. That was, that was that awesome. That absolutely, absolutely made my day. What's yeah. funny is that I'm not listening to anything different today than, you oh, were. than I was when I got my and first Dave, car. we all know that about you. Yes. So it's <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey. And we wouldn't change it. All yeah. right? So I listen to new music, too. It's just... Because he's got to have something to make fun of. You so. know another song. I mean, Gojira is awesome. Here. What's that? Still in Hollywood by Concrete Blonde. See, mm. replacements, Concrete Blonde. I know, I know. It. I'm talking about okay. like 80s All right. old stuff. Yeah. Who's, who's your honorable like, mention? Yeah. Honorable mention. Throw an honorable mention, and then we're going to wrap it after this. Because, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's not like we have like a. I time know. I know. I, I'd, I'd like, like to see something off of Iron Maiden's Power Slave come back. Okay. Okay. Any particular. Just the whole freaking album. I love that album. I can't tell you. Just make how, a movie. Use that as a soundtrack. I was I was I, making deliveries a couple days ago. I, I can't tell you how many times I or how many versions of that vinyl I have gone through at this point. I think I'm like on my fourth or fifth at this point. I was making a delivery. I was up in Lebanon yesterday. Yeah. Those of you who don't know, Lebanon's a city east. It's Lebanon, not Lebanon. If you're from here, that's a country. But, yeah, Hold exactly. On. Lebanon. Lebanon. If you're from Lebanon, it's Lebanon. Lebanon. <laughs> Lebanon. It's like if you're from Mount Juliet around here, it's Mount Juliet. Uh, but anyway, I was up there and I was, I had stopped the, going to uh, you know, Thornton's or whatever it was, you know, to grab something to drink. Yeah. And this couple comes walking in, not our age, a little younger, but not quite our age, maybe right. older millennial age, you know. Do two minutes to midnight if you're going to make and choose. And he, Ooh, good choice. the guy was wearing a, um, uh, was it Somewhere in Time, the Iron Maiden album? Yeah. He was wearing a t-shirt with that on it. And the woman he was with was wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. Now, they had both recently been purchased because they were both very still crisp and you yeah. know, whatever. But I'm prob- like, probably got them from Hot Topic. Uh, actually, the, the Guns N' Roses t-shirt, I know exactly where she got it from. Concert? No, it came from Target. Because oh. Target's selling that exact same shirt I saw it the other day. Great. And my, the Iron Maiden might have come from there also because all that stuff has infected yeah. retail now right. whereas it's one of those things back in the day when I was rocking a Metallica t-shirt you got stared at well I also had to get it I I actually that Metallica t-shirt that I had way back in the day I got from someone who bought it at the concert yeah. you know literally you, you could, that's you, the only way you could get that stuff well, now you can go into Walmart and Target and buy all that shit you either had to go to the concert or there were or head shops around. or you it's could like, go yeah. to somewhere like, yeah. like Rip Magazine or Metal right, Circus yeah. or something like but that and lot order of, it from the t-shirt shops right. in the back of the metal magazine or, or if you knew there was a head shop or, or a music store might might sound bar would carry some might yeah, yeah. Um, Camelot but used to have concert. T-shirt. They would have some, but that, but that's where I got my seventh son of a seventh yeah, son. Yeah, but those are the only places. My parents made me take back. Those are the only places you could get that stuff. Now, right. like I said, you can just walk right into Target or Walmart, and there they are. Um, of course, there's always hot topic. Um, but yeah, I mean that's. Um, what's think. your honorable? You're, you're still thinking think, of honorable mention. Of my honorable mention. I want to go back to my Alex Chilton there for yeah, a second. That was okay? that's brilliant. Yeah, sorry for a couple of reasons. One. If you like power pop, there you go. If you like alternative music, there you go. If you like punk music, there you go. Okay. If you like Big Star, 
Oh. Then you know exactly what this song is See, about. Yeah, I almost, I almost okay? said 13 by Big Star. Yeah, and that's, that's the whole thing with song. like, those guys were huge Big Star right. fans. And it's, Alex Chilton was yeah. the lead singer. It's out of Memphis. Alex, Alex Chilton was also the lead singer of the Box Tops. Most people don't remember that. Yep. He has one of the Bobby most iconic songs. Yeah, the letter. Yep. He is the he's the guy singing that song. Yep. You know, and so it's one of those things where you know you go down through that, and of course the whole song is 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 basically a love letter to right. Alex Chilton. I mean that is a and it's got one of my favorite lyrics. You know, it's I'm in love. What's that sound? I'm in love with that song. Yep. It's like yeah. That's absolutely. That's exactly you know, I know. It's just like All yeah. Right. So I, I I went back and forth on this one a little bit. I think my honorable mention. I mean, I love "Here's Where the Story Ends" by the Sundays. I think that's that's such a good song. Almost a oh, perfect such song. Such a good song. And this one makes. And I love that she sings it with the British accent. Yes. She doesn't change it at all. So. There's one song in particular by this band that I adore because there's one that gets played to friggin' death and it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. But the one that I would love to see, kind of in that same vein, is the song "Deadbeat Club" by the B52s. All right, I can get that because it's that's such, not bad. It's such a a departure from that the only other one that i would have thrown out is using one of the same vocalists is the song candy by iggy pop and, when, and uh, kate pearson, kate pearson. Yeah. i yeah, love yeah, that that's song. a good yeah. that's a really good song i too. mean i, I have um, come up with the tertiary now that my gears are running <laughs> right, here we I go come up we're with gonna be here for the next three hours right. nope, so it's I, a, I will quit after right, so i've got three this is your third this you is get my, one more. i get one more um x which one what song sex and dying in high society Ooh, yes Good choice. Good choice. That, I'm surprised is, you didn't throw Los Angeles out there. But everybody knows about Los Angeles. Right. Not everybody knows about sex and dying in high society. And this yeah. could totally be used as part of a soundtrack. See, and I'm surprised that nobody's really thrown any punk out there. There's, I mean, the well, closest, that is punk. The closest. The replacements. The replacements. The X, is, X is punk. X is border between punk and metal. It's right there. No, on the it is. It is. They, they've definitely got. X is punk. They've got a hard edge to them. It so. is punk. I mean, I could. Think, I mean, I've seen these guys. These are. Oh, I believe these guys. I think punk. it's a great pull. It was back when. Um, um, Lightning 100 was still doing yes. their concert series mm-hmm. over in, what was it, West Nashville? Uh, yes. West End, somewhere around. So. Yeah, somewhere around there. And I got to see... It was uh, over on Demumbrian. Yeah, I got to yeah, see it was, X. It was, it was like, Uptown, Uptown Mix. Yeah, Uptown yeah. Mix. And that's X, where that's where I got to see Concrete Blonde play. Yeah. I also got to see Soul Asylum play there. Uh, and nice. that's where I discovered Will Hogue was him okay. playing. Yeah, Will 20 Hogue. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Alan, what's your third? <sighs> Deep pull. Come on, give us a good one. That's going to be tough. See, Alex Chilton was a great one, man. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard to go. It's, it's only down from there. Yeah. Um, gosh. And I think this is going to be getting the Kate Bush treatment. This is yeah, be a song that you know really just kind of gets elevated because of its the, the way that it's and utilized. This, this is going to be really on the nose for me in some ways for people who really know me. Yep. And again, it's not a, a you know, Alex Chilton's kind of a obscure song. Again, if you know, you know, you know, right. type stuff. This one, not so much. Okay. Uh, um, Concrete Blonde, even, especially that era of Concrete Blonde. Yeah. That's kind of an excuse. That was off their first album. Right. You and know, and that was, of, you know, you say Concrete Blonde, you there's a lot, lot of directions. Good, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that, and that one is kind of a punk song. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, yeah. it's, it's definitely Hollywood. Harder. Um, but I'm going to go with Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. That's an interesting pick. 
That because I think pick. that song, as big as it was, and as big as it still is among Depeche Mode fans, I think a lot of kids don't know it and they need to. Well, and I think that's... Yeah. There's a lot of kids that are sleeping on Depeche Mode absolutely. right now that have no I'm idea absolutely. how good of to a be group honest, they are. I'm surprised that Stranger Things hasn't used a lot I'm more kinda, Depeche Mode. I'm kind of, you know, and of course we're talking about like the people are people era there, right. you know, and, that's, and I could see that, especially Max. I could see Max being a huge yeah. Depeche Mode fan. I can you know, see that's that, you, a, know, you, you pull in Depeche Mode, you pull in... Um, uh, um, in excess, you could put yeah. a lot of that. Kind Actually, of I could see Will more doing Depeche Mode because of his brothers and Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, know. yeah, you get some Western or because that's Weston definitely girls, a dead end town know. in a Western world. Yeah, well, you know. or um, oh God, what's the one? Two Tribes. Uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah, you know, you're getting you, towards but you, that. It's also one of those things where they are now in the series, though. Yeah. They're all that stuff was prior. Doesn't mean it can't bring. I know they can't, but but that's but that's kind of been the whole like when you watch that show, like you know, it's what's on the radio. It's what's right, on, yeah, then. exactly. Right. You know, that's okay, the whole that's thing fair. with them using you know uh, the Neverending Story. Yeah, that was set a year prior or right. whatever it was. Yeah, that was when the Neverending Story was out in '85. Right. Metallica's Master of Puppets had just come out. Kate yep. Bush's album that had you know that yeah. song had just what, been what's out. The, what's so, the next year that the next season it'll be, be next? Back it'll be eighty seven. Okay, be the next one. I have an episode. So then. you know what you know what could I have an episode then? Uh-oh. We need to come up with what we collect. What we think they're going to use. Think they should use <laughs> right for eighty seven. Okay, on Stranger Things. We will. I'll tell you what. We will table this one and we'll discuss it fair and come up with it. I, will, I like this idea. Before we get this, out of here, this might be one that we say for November. What I have true. One something. Am I the only one here that's seen Thor: Love and Thunder? Yes. Yes. Okay. You've seen the trailer for it. Yeah. You know they use Sweet Child of Mine and the, yeah. Okay. And you know, no, dude, they use four Guns and Roses songs in that in that album. Well, as they okay. should. I mean, yeah. and it's one of those things where I'm like. As being a massive Guns N' Roses fan, part of me really loves that. Yeah. Part of me really, really hates that, too. Well, yeah, because um, now you're going to have a whole new generation be like, oh, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, well, and, and they're like, not. Yeah, they're, you weren't there, you don't know. Well, and that is a band that if you I'm weren't sorry, there. I'm sorry, that is a boomer <laughs> attitude. That but is I'm a sorry. boomer attitude. But I'm, I'm going to give him a pass on GNR on that one because I agree. Of all these bands we're talking about, Guns N' Roses is one of those like people, kids discovering them now are never going to understand the sheer ferocity no, and as a that Gen Xer, was. It is your responsibility <laughs> to make sure that they understand the ferocity of that. Uh, See, as a true as as a true Gen Xer, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're complaining about the younger generations and how they don't know anything well, at all. We should be grabbing these kids by the there ears is, and be like, listen to me, you little There fuck. is no, a... No, I get that. And in the same token, though, I mean, we can show them just like... We'll, we'll use, you know, Master of Puppets. Perfect yeah. example. They can listen to that and they can form their own perspective on what Master of Puppets they is. They know Master of Puppets because they saw it on a TV show. Right. And they think it's cool. That's set... In a, in, a, in a time period that we grew up in, they yeah, are okay. never truly, and there's no way that they can truly understand. No, they can't the concept of what happened the first time you heard that downbeat. Yeah, and you were looking at your buddies, okay. going, "What is this?" So there's a podcast that you may or may you may you guys especially yep. may it's called the Ongoing History of New Music. Yes, I'm familiar with it. Uh, that I recently kind of got into because they. It's been going on for a long time. Um, they took a a long 
hiatus for a couple of years and they came back and they're kind of rehashing some of their old stuff. Like I, they, they did this whole thing. It's a 15 part series about uh, the history of alternative music, right? which is pretty cool. But they also, they did an episode sometime this year about modern superstar rock bands and mm. why they don't exist any longer. And of course they go through some of like, Hey, you know, you got to remember the killer's first album sold like 10 million copies, you know? Yeah. So, but the thing is, is it wasn't sustained. You know, we're not getting, and they kind of go into all that kind of stuff. That's kind of the problem with music now. It's so, you know, with streaming and with, as I have said so many times, when you have everything at your fingertips 24 hours a day, you have nothing mm -hmm. whatsoever. Uh, and so it's kind of that whole, again, going back to the Guns N' Roses of it all, they were not a band. They were a gang and not only were they a gang, they were a force of nature Agreed. that you could not escape no matter what you were doing. You tune in to watch the the nice, you know, sappy pop American Music Awards and you get Slash and Duff going up on the stage drunk and cussing at Middle America. Yeah. You know, and as well as, you know, they had riots. They had we did a whole episode about Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And it's one of those things where again, I don't condone a lot of the bad behavior, okay? Right. But the thing is, is that you don't get that stuff today. There is no one on the market. I hate to even use the word market. There is no one on the scene in music these days that we know of mm -hmm. that's doing that, that it's legit rather than what they think rock stars are supposed to do. Honestly, I, I would disagree on one element of it, but it's not where you're looking. Okay. When you look at some of the newer country artists... You no, hear me out. You gonna start trying to sell me on uh, Walton? Uh, no, actually, dude, I was mullet dude. <laughs> Jamie Johnson and Chris Stapleton. Uh, okay. Well, look. first off, Jamie Johnson mm -hmm. is old school outlaw. I am country. right. Not exactly. A big fan of Chris Jamie Johnson. Chris Stapleton is kind of like, he's blending it. But, yeah, you know. but he he was look, always let's more be, bluegrass. I, let's be honest about Jamie about Chris Stapleton, and I, I like Chris Stapleton yeah. well enough. He's a soul song. He's a soul singer who's he doing country singer. music, and, and and I don't have. I'm fine with blending. Yeah, I've seen him live. Yeah, I saw him live back when he was with the Steel Drivers. Yep, and you know, was when I really really liked the Steel Drivers stuff. It's still not the same. Though. Oh, I'm not saying I mean, it's never going to be the same. Yeah, I know. And and, and, and you know what? That, at, at almost 50 years old, I don't want it to be the same. No, you know, I've, we don't I've need moved that. on. I've moved on to something else. But when you're a teenager and your favorite band is always in the news because they're always getting into a scuffle somewhere because, you know, they're fighting with Motley Crue, literally fighting with Motley Crue backstage at the MTV Music Awards right. or this or that or whatever type Or threatening stuff. to get in the ring with them. Exactly. Or calling out all kinds of music. Bob you know, Gucci. Yeah, I mean, you're calling that. out everybody in the music press yep. or this or that or, you know, showing up to, you know, causing riots and, you know, and this and that. And it's one of those things where it's like you don't get that anymore. And, I'm glad we're not seeing yeah. riots at concerts anymore, especially as a parent now, because I'm like, I don't want my kids getting involved in that. Right. At the time, it wouldn't have bothered me in the slightest, not that I would have necessarily been the person in there, but it was one of those things where it's like, I have been, and we're going to do a, we're going to do an episode about concerts, if yes. but I have been at two concerts that quite easily could have oh, broken out several. into riots, and like, you could feel it in the air mm -hmm. and 
it's waiting on one person to screw up and then it both, just goes from there. It's both terrifying and exhilarating at the same time. Oh, you mean you like know? that Pantera show that happened out at Starwood where it turned into Terry? I wasn't at that show. So that that was uh, yeah. uh but one of them was at Starwood. Yeah. And but it and we'll talk about that in a future yes. episode. But it's just kind of the Dave and I were talking about this the other day, you know, where it's and I know we sound like you know the old guys, just, you know, the old man screams at cloud, you know, whatever yells at cloud <laughs> or whatever. We are the old. I know, guys but it is still one of those things where we grew up in the copy of, you know, you had the rock and roll. You referred to it as well. Hold on, you had generational the, cassette copies. Right, it's like right. you had you had the rock and roll era as they call it you know from the 50s through the Golden 60s era, yeah. and, and and even into the 70s a little bit of the classic rock era you know, right. the, you know where it was like okay these are the people who are coming along and are kind of setting the baseline for what rock stars are supposed to be right yeah, okay and then you get into our you, you era by the original tape at Camelot right and then you get into our era and you and get you, to like the copy of that, but there's still something somewhat like it's still the quality is still good enough to where it's like, oh, no, 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 no. they're doing it and they're doing it right for the most part. There are there are taken, those, you've taken your original tape. Yeah. And you have bought a case of TDKs and you've made your friend a copy. OK, then that friend takes that copy and makes a copy for another friend. And then that cop, that person takes that copy and, and makes a copy for another friend. So now you're four generations into it and the sound quality is shit. Okay. And getting worse with each copy. That is the problem with rock music today. Well, because it is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And it's a bunch of people playing rock stars, not being rock stars. Sorry, I was having a Fight Club flashback when you well, said Well, yeah, that. I know. But but that, but that but really and truly, it's, it's, no, it's, I agree no, with you. I it's agree the with you. same shit that we see here in Nashville with people who come into town and they put on their costume. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm in Nashville. I'm a I'm a young twenty something girl. I'm gonna have on booty shorts and cowboy boots and a tank top and a pink cowboy and a, tw- and a cowboy and a, hat or a twenty dollar straw hat yeah. that we bought down on Broadway. Exactly. Somewhere. And we're all gonna because because we're in Nashville for the weekend. This is how we're supposed to dress. And this is how I'm, we dress in Nashville. And now I'm a woo girl. Yeah. Woo! And we're gonna do we're gonna do the t- the pedal tavern. We're gonna do you know we're gonna do uh, uh, Kid Rock's bar, whatever fucking thing they decide they're gonna go yeah. into. And and it's all that stuff. And then they go back and they. Talk about oh man, we had such great time in Nashville. We were so Nashville while we were there, and then their friends come in and do the same thing, and then their friends come in and do the yeah, same and thing. The and thing their friends is, is the same thing. Is that the entire 440 circle where we used to go downtown, where it used to where Broadway was nothing but adult bookstores, and yeah. you yeah. get well, even mugged after, if you go. Even down after there. they they cleaned it up, it still was not just it was still broad. It was all of Nashville. Well, that you went to, okay, you know? but hang on, that's. That has happened with any place where you have a foothold of music since the beginning of time, though. When Nashville started with, oh, I, you know, I, I mean, you look. had people that were dressing up to, to come into the town, just as you had people in Detroit who were trying to get the same type of look, image for, for Motown. It's the, same th- it's the same thing when Little Richard came on the scene back in the 50s. And so what the record comes, we can't sell this. But we could put Pat Boone out there doing his songs. Yeah. And it's not, that's not even a copy of a copy of a copy. That is just a terrible cover of, well, actually, that's shit. called plagiarism. Yeah. But I'm, but it's just, I think if your last name's Boone, you're pretty well destined yeah, to, but, be but it's just, anyway. So again, I know I'm like really going on a rant here, but it's one of those <laughs> things that that's what bugs me. You know, I would okay. love, I would love to see a good young 
rock band. Get out there and be and just like you know, and say, screw thing. all of that shit. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Same thing happened with punk music. Yeah. Okay, it's not just. I mean, it's it's all forms of rock music. It's and that's the thing. You almost never see true rock music albums on the charts anymore. I quote Christian Slater mm. from the yes, movie Pump I Up the pump Volume. Up the volume. When he says, when we when we reviewed that and we're like, wow, who knew this was going to be the prophet of our generation? <laughs> Sex is out, <laughs> drugs are out. They've taken all the great themes and turned them into theme parks. Yes, yep. That's There's exactly nothing right. to rebel against, mm-hmm. or if they they don't want to 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 quench it too much. Honestly, if you look back at it, we're at a very similar duplicates to rock and roll in the fifties, where it's scary. There, I'm sure there's stuff out there. There's people that are trying to be innovative, but nobody wants to piss anybody off. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, and there's that too. That, you know, you know, cancel culture. Thing well, it's and, nobody wants to piss. Everybody's got to be. So, you know, therefore, and and I can't say I blame them. You know, there's no way that you can really try to. There is no way that a band like Guns N' Roses would ever be able to be successful starting today. Well, I mean, starting today, Metallica so. came out. You know, they used the song for Stranger Things. Oh yeah, now they're trying all to get the canceled. kids. All the kids loved it. Oh, this is great! And now you've got a bunch of TikTok Karens trying to cancel them because of something they did back in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Well, four years ago, I know. I think it's kind of interesting. Would you quit saying the dates of how long ago it was, please? Because it's been that long. But honestly, I think in in a way that's kind of a good thing because now it's given a new challenge to musicians coming up and trying to say, all right, well, listen, how are you going to define who you are, what you are, not using somebody else as a blueprint, not using somebody else as a template and create your own sound, create your own being and stand behind it. You know, that's got to be a huge challenge. I mean, I am not a musician in 2022 America. I don't mm-hmm. know, but we can change that. I would like to believe. <laughs> well, no, nobody's going to get me in a boy band tomorrow. I am not being a member of BTK. That's all I was BTS. saying. BTS. BTS. Not BTK. BTK that's a completely different band. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say anything about boy bands. Yeah. Did I, Mr. Bass Player? Well, but what I'm saying is, mm. as far as Mr. creating E-A-D. your own... <laughs> Your own trying to create your own sound and standing behind it. There are some artists that are standing their foothold on that, and they're doing great. Sturgill Simpson is another one that I give a lot of crap or a lot of props to, because I, I like Sturgill, but it's it's still country. True, but again, and he's and country and he's, music is some of the worst about and he's weird country. The, the reason I like Sturgill so much is because he stands down downtown during CMA night busking. In front of the CMA yep. Bridgestone Arena, because he's getting zero notification from the establishment. He's but, a he's a punk rock country guy, exactly. And I mean, those are the kind of people you know. It's kind of like you can't have it both ways. If you're saying there's nobody out here that are trying to to scream their you know scream their truth and defend who they are and and oh, no, stand I'm, on their own terms, there are. And when you have somebody doing it, it's like okay, but he's still trying to stay true to what he is. That's what he is. He's not a duplicate of it. He's not a, a. We just. I think what we're saying is yeah. we, we wish somebody in rock and roll. And oh, that I agree do that, with. Please. Yeah. That I agree That's, with. And it, because and, and there you are know some. We don't, there let's are be honest. Country. Rock and roll is not supposed to be pretty. It's not supposed nope. to be politically correct. It's not supposed to be made by pretty people. It's not supposed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look let's, at our. Let's be honest. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's one of those things where, yeah, rock, rock and roll, rock music is not supposed to be for families. No. It's not. We're not, you're not in, 
I have, I have, I've said this many times. I remember, and this is 20, almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. going to a Preds game. Yep. And in between, like, you know, there was stoppage of play. The beautiful people, the beautiful people. Or Walk by Pantera. Yes. Or Metallica, anything by Metallica. And I'm not even talking about, like, you know, just like the entertainment. I'm talking about, like, why in the hell are you playing... Creeping Death. Creeping Death. Here, mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, this is not supposed to be family fair, but it's all become family fair. And you have Love Thor, well, Thor Love and Thunder yep. putting Four Guns and Roses songs in the thing, and all of a sudden, well... This now we're making this into Disney, and it's what, what are you doing to our music? You know, it's just <laughs> I, I I can understand it. I can understand the, the 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 point on that, but I can also understand the idea of to Dave's point from your story the other day about the kids that are now identifying. Oh, I'm there's no way so in hell that those kids would have ever heard. In 2001, I died just a little bit on the inside when I turned on my television one day and there was a Toyota commercial with the Buzzcocks. What do I get? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and then Cadillac got all of the Ramon yeah, stuff and see, started using it. And I, I was just like, I feel that. I here? completely feel that. But at the same time, that... 12 to 14 year old kid in the backseat of his mom's car who yelled at me in dead stop traffic going, Hey, do you, is that, is that Metallica? I'm like, how do you know Metallica and stranger things? Yes. Yeah, no doubt things. about it. You know exactly where they and he was like, who's anthrax. Cause I, he, I was like, nobody that's anthrax. He's like, who's anthrax. And you know, his mom's trying to drive the car to get away, <laughs> get away from the crazy. I, I'm sure his mom was a millennial get trying, away, trying to get, get away, away from, from the from pervert talking to my kid. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, Oh, if you, if you, if you're digging on Metallica, go check out anthrax, go check out uh, Megadeth, Megadeth, go yeah. check out black Sabbath. Yes. You know, I, threw I told him, up, I was like, why don't you say Slayer? Come on. Because I didn't want to traumatize the kid. Corrosion of conformity. Yeah. Yeah, some good ones. Slayer. Oh, Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal well, Corpse. There you go. something to listen okay, to. Okay. <laughs> well, the big four are the big right, four. Right, right, Slayer is a little a bit little, advanced. I know, I know, I know. And I want Slayer him- is not for everyone, and nor should it be. No. no. no it's a, now, that's the thing. If I ever turn on, a te- like, watching you know, a major network, and they use a Slayer song in something, I'm like, Jeez. I'm out. I am out of culture from here on out. That's all it is to it. So it's a- Actually, if I turn on mainstream TV and they're playing Slayer, yeah. I'm going to the bunker. <laughs> because the war has started. It's like, it's, it, you're saying it's a war ensemble? Is that what it is? So... So let, 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 let me let me let me close with this, boys, because mm-hmm. I know you guys have you've, you've made some great arguments on this. I'm going to try to be the positive voice on this. I'm going to try to look at this through a different set of eyes. Mm. Today's point of view. Are these things just let me be a grumpy down? Gen X? No, Come on, it's no, like <laughs> no. Damn are kids th- with your damn long, loud, loud music and long hair. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but I do a podcast with you. <laughs> When's Matlock on? Anyway, um, <laughs> but what I was going to say. Talk is, about comfort food. Do they okay. take Do they take these songs and water them down by putting them in things like Disney movies? Yes. Yes, yes they do. They water them down. They take away the edge. But... I got to believe that some people are getting inspired by these that they may not have ever had a reason to want to listen to Master of Puppets. You know, if you look at the opening for Zombieland, you know, For Whom the Bell Tolls, these are songs that are getting used in these movies that there's no way in hell that they would have let, you know, these be used anywhere else at any other point in time. So I got to believe that somebody's listening to this stuff and going, I can do that. I go back to the movie, the Gen X classic, PCU. 
Don't wear the T-shirt? No. Oh. So what's your major? Phys ed, out. Yeah. Get out of my house now. Out. <laughs> Don't ever come back. Sanskrit. You're majoring best, in a 4,000-year-old dead, dead language. language. Best I can do is Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that whole <laughs> physical education, out. Get out. out. Get out of my house. You're out of my house. Out. Get out. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel a lot of times whenever I turn something on right. and they use something like that. And I'm like, out. Now, the Master Puppets thing, I'm... I love that whole. I love that whole Stranger Things, the Eddie Munson, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it is so many times I will see something like that, and, and it is. It's just out. Get what, out of my house. Don't come back. What was the Go movie ahead. that we were talking about a long time ago with that had the the cameo from um, Rob Haltford and Tom Morello and uh, oh god, what was it? I'm trying to remember. It's about the 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 band that was made up of the guitarist, the cello player, and the drummer. Oh, it was um, it was it was a Netflix thing. Yes, it was. Um, oh, I think this is, this is a you guys thing. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> you were in that. You were in the conversation. You were was in the that? conversation. You just you hadn't the watched drummer, it yet. A cello player. Yeah, it was yeah. a Netflix thing. It was like Masters of Masters of Rock or something like oh, that. Okay. It wasn't that uh, Eurovision. No, 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 no. That was totally different. Garbage. I loved it. I had so I've much heard fun that with it that. Was funny. Oh my god, it's so, awesome! Especially if you've ever watched Eurovision. Oh, I know. Oh, it's, it's so eclectic. It's so priceless. Like it's amazing. And surprise, surprise! The Ukrainians won it this yeah, year. Shocker. Yeah, no, it's a. But you know, it, it's it again. I gotta believe that something good is gonna come from this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Led Zeppelin inspired a lot of bands. Pink Floyd inspired a lot of bands. You know, uh, the Ramones inspired a lot of bands. Somehow they had to be heard. Well, I get that. And considering that, you know, terrestrial You know, radio and it goes back to what I've said well dead, about you know? I've never been a Metal Lords. Thank metal you. Yeah. I've never been a huge Velvet Underground or Lee Reed fan. Yeah. But, you know, the old the old saying was Velvet Underground didn't have a lot of a lot a lot of people listen to the Velvet Undergrounds, but the ones who did went out and formed bands. Yes. Yeah. And I respect that. And okay. you know, who's to say? I mean I just cannot think that anyone listens other than the fact that they might listen to it and say, oh, I can do that shit. No one is listening to 21 Pilots and going, oh my God, I've got to go start a band right now. now that I agree so, with you. Know, I mean, or any number of other bands that are out there right now that I'm just like, no, this is not inspiring people to greatness. This is inspiring people to profit. That's all it is. I give you Mumford and Sons. Anyway. Mm. Well, I mean, that's that's the record labels. Yeah. Record yeah. labels aren't signing bands because of creativity anymore. Signing they're not looks. They're not signing bands anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, Unless they're a boy band, you know. Yeah. Which I think, hey, you know what? If we're gonna form a boy band, let's let's call it BTK, and <laughs> find torture kill exactly, and and we'll have all songs about serial killers. That's it. <laughs> I can see a theory on this. I can see this working. And we'll and we'll 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 wrap them in bubblegum pop to where people are like, oh, this is so awesome until I, they get the liner notes. I don't oh. I don't want to be in a Smiths cover band. <laughs> there is a As long as Morrissey's not in it, it's fine. So a long time ago I did it. Which may be the only way that Morrissey ever gets back into anything related to the Smiths. <laughs> wow. And on that note, yes. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith. <laughs> I'm the other guy, Big Dave. I was Barry? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> and we will see you next time. <laughs> see ya.
Oh, <laughs> well, we get on one of our ranch shows. It's almost always a couple hours. 